Hello, how do you feel about networking? Do you go? Do you like it? Do you get your business from it? Do you avoid it? Do you find that you make meaningful connections or not? Well, today we are looking at the area of beyond small talk. How can we have authentic communication as introverts through networking? How can we develop that level of trust so that people want to buy from us? Join us today and find out how. Welcome to the Visible Coaches podcast. I'm Angela Durant and you'll meet Anka Herman a little later. Between us, we have 30 years of business experience. We've started and grown our businesses from nothing but an idea, learning to play to our strengths as introverts in what often feels like an extrovert world. If you have ever felt any resistance to how others tell you you have to market yourself or bear your soul on social media just to get clients, then this podcast is for you. We know the unique challenges that introverted coaches face when it comes to selling their services. So if you're ready to learn how to spot those golden opportunities right under your nose, clarify your message, nurture that market and get more business coming your way, all without sacrificing your energy levels or well-being, then plug your AirPods in and let's go. And welcome to episode four. Our title today is Beyond Small Talk. Authentic Communication for Introverted Coaches. Don't you just love a title that kind of just assumes that there's a massive load of how-tos? Well, if you know us by now, we you know that to completely uh, pull apart the title, look beyond the words, uh, reframe the thinking so that you can actually uh, take action in a completely different way today. And then we hope that you will stay and play at the end for the exercise that we have. So you should be knowing the former, the former, the format, the framework by now. But today is Beyond Small Talk, Authentic Communication for Introverted Coaches. When I saw that title, the whole idea of like small talk and networking and sales conversations and the difference and how do you create a relationship with people and what kind of relationship are we creating you know it kind of all threw it all up and it it threw up all of the different people that I see all of the opinions and these are some of the opinions I'll just throw them out that I've I've heard people talk about when it comes to building relationships should we say building business relationships because that's what we're talking about here isn't it you know building business relationships I've heard people say that um that and, and it's a total truth like networking is not about selling in the room it's about the relationships that you build and then some of those people go on to never build any relationships and they turn up week after week in online or in person working and they're, they're in a get to know you small talk phase and it never goes any further. Nobody seems to understand them. Nobody buys from them. And yet they will then say, well, it takes time. On the other extreme, um, I do remember a, a, a sales um, training from a mentor of mine, which was entitled sort of like no small talk sales meeting. And there was a truth to that. Is if if we're not leading the conversation, the the old phrase that I heard was, you know, 
he who actually controls the conversation, you know, is controlling the sale at the end of the day. He who's asking the right questions is, is taking charge. There's, le- there's a leadership element. And in a sales conversation, anybody that, say if I was, if I was thinking of hiring somebody, I would want them to lead my conversation. I'd want to be assessing them to know that, do I feel as if by putting my money with this person that they can take me where I want to go? I'd want to see that leadership. And in between is this murky, crocodile-filled, pondy swamp of relationship building, of what closes the gap between us and the next client? What is authentic? You know, how, what does the, even authentic communication mean for introvert coaches, let alone anybody else? And what's beyond the initial small talk or that relationship, you know, just sort of getting to know you all the way through to having that sales conversation where somebody actually believes that you can lead them in that direction and we we've talked about this we've done a summit on it about actually creating conversations and that's the place that people really struggle is beyond the small talk so I'm going to just throw that my hat into the ring with those two dreams because I think it feels it feels like somebody's trying to zip wire across a crocodile filled swampy pond of how on earth do I build proper relationships that actually turn into to business and do it in a way that feels really authentic to me. That's what it feels like we're really asking. Yeah, totally, totally. I think the the, 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 the small talk, the, hey, do I even like you? Do you like cats or dogs? You know, on one hand, and then there's the sales conversation on the other hand. And I think it's so crucial to understand that there's not that one is better than the other. It's like you need to be clear on what both parties in the room need to be clear on what the conversation is about. Mm-hmm. Because when there is a mismatch of expectations, then this can go pear-shaped like really quickly. It will be in a, in a disability, you know, what, I don't know who, took, who came out with the term, but disguised sales conversation. I've been in those incredibly uncomfortable when you get invited to a coffee chat and you think you talk about okay who are you what are you doing what are you all about and I'm having my hey can I maybe send somebody your way or maybe I can run a podcast or do I have a connection that you might be interested in or you know is there some way that I can um support you or you can support me if that's what I think this conversation is and you start so what's your biggest challenge right and immediately I'm feeling like oh so we're in full on uh you're trying to suss you're trying to make me admit a challenge to you when I don't know whether I trust you (laughs) you know so like that's where I think the listening skills of the introvert like to read the ability to read the room to mm-hmm. set the scene to create the trust in the conversation so that we both on the same page i think well if we could just do that <laughs> that would be you know that would make such a difference right yeah yeah we have we have a, a phrase in theater called the fourth wall 
And um, the fourth wall is that invisible wall at the end of the stage between you and an audience. And the point of that is it's completely invisible, but it's the, the scariest thing known to man is to, you know, be in front of somebody and feel that sort of invisible barrier between you and a person. Um, so, it, and, and again, it's the most unsolid wall at the same time. You know, we've got three walls, we've got, you know, a, a backdrop, we've got two sides at the stage and we've got this fourth wall and that separates you from whoever is, you know, in front of you. And the one thing that I understood about the fourth wall is that it's the the the, the beyond bit is about creating psychological trust and i think trust comes after you know it doesn't come immediately it doesn't have to take a long time but i think it can't come if there's not a sense of psychological safety that that those Im emotional shields that we're all used to putting up in front of us as you say to sort of shield us from the different types of questions and media there was a complete side salad but there was a statistic you know one of those statistics about how many media were, were that there's an average about three thousand individual pieces of information through different media coming at us every single day whereas it, our ancestors would have that about three thousand pieces of information throughout their lifetime and we've got them coming at us every day. So it's no surprise that 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 we speak to, the shields are up. It's that old idea of when they used to talk about marketing touches. It took so many different ways of seeing somebody in different environments, different touches before that trust is started to create. I think we can create it quicker, but we've got to understand that what we're actually creating for people within that communication is to, for it to be number one and it's got to be authentic it's got to be a desire not as you say an agenda um is psychological safety because we're not going to get people pulling down the barrier so we can actually truly have that win-win like are we both on the same page if the shields are up it reminds star trek isn't it shields up mr azuzu oh, and the shields are up for people and it's not surprising i mean how many i've got shields up you've got shields up you know there's the the shields are up until such time that our own radar to us i feel safe here not to be sold to or not to you know or to or, to have a conversation that feels on an equal level and I think that's the difference is to feel on some level either of equal level and I think that's an interesting one I've sometimes had people get on a call with me and then they've realized that there wasn't a partnership to be had that we were there was an unequal level but that didn't mean that there was enough trust to for either to me client or there to be my client at that point we just suddenly realized we were not on an equal footing in this conversation and we couldn't and it wasn't a sales call so there was a rejigging of that um calibration and you know in order to find where is where are we on this communication uh, you know train as it were where are we and at what stage are we are is there inequality where are we do we need to rejig the boundaries here and who's going to actually step out and break through the fourth wall by creating psychological safety uh, with the other person and at any point that that is gone any point that one of you feels disconnected 
there's nothing to be done until we've recreated it. Do you want to talk? We were talking about one of our mentors when we did our clarity coach training, as it were, with Jamie Smart. There was something that really really struck me around calibration, connection, and then education. Absolutely. And I think it's, it's so important to remember that we all love to buy and nobody wants to be sold to. And I think we are so often told we need to have sales conversation, we need to have sales conversation, that it's so tempting to go in a conversation that the other person doesn't know is a sales conversation and then sort of start to suss out and whether we can kind of turn this into. And, and I think that is such a deal breaker and trust breaker. Mm-hmm. And, and I think... It's such an easy way, like it's so easy to sell something to somebody that they want to buy. When somebody comes to you and says, hey, I want to work with you. There's nothing awkward about that on both sides. Mm. This whole thing is only awkward when you sell something that they don't want to buy. Right? Right. So if you think about when you observe yourself buying, right, just know what makes you want to lean in it's usually not when somebody pushes your pain points and you know drags you across and and there is an air of well you can't possibly do that without me and you know so what are tactics that you hate when other people do it to you you know I always find like this is where you most learn about you know how to sell and how not to sell sell is be in in the in the seat on the be on the receiving end you know put yourself into a space where you're being sold to and take this of what feels good and i remember jamie's not being master of that you know mm-hmm. it felt i mean he didn't do the sales conversation. Somebody else did that. But I remember walking away feeling this feels so good because I feel in the bottom of my heart that the other person has my best interest at heart. It's not about making the sale. It's about my best interest. And so when I feel that I can trust that this person will recommend to me what's in my best interest, I'm a lot more open to whatever they suggest. And if I get an inkling and a tiny little taste of, you just try and sell your thing here. Mm -hmm. My best interest is on top of your list. Mm. So that takes us beyond small talk because it is that word beyond, isn't it? It's like, what do I do? You know, once we've exchanged pleasantries, where do we take the conversation on next? Um, and it also gives us, I think, beautiful part of not trying to rush this actually goes right into that old phrase that where they used to say the fortune is in the follow-up. But it's not that sort of random email follow-up where we're saying, you know, how many times do I email somebody to see if they want it? It's actually the opportunity to go back and say, I haven't heard from you for a while. You know, are you free for a catch up? I'd love to know what projects you're working with. I'd love to know what's going on in your world and be genuine about it. Um, 
So I've got an exercise for people for today, which is around following up, because I think that's beyond the small talk, because that small talk is not a sales conversation. Follow up is an opportunity to find out more. The follow up is about finding out more. So here's your exercise for today. If you're ready to play. Um, Look back on five contacts that you've either lost touch with. They could be clients. They could be people that you have met or um, that people that, you know, that you'd have loved to have worked with that didn't become a client of yours or that are around. And then go and connect with them and just send out five quick emails to say, it's been a while. I'd love to catch up with you and find out what you're up to and what projects you're doing. When are you free? And make it about that. Make it about them and listen when you're on the call with them or you're on coffee with them and just listen because there will be an opportunity to key you out of those five conversations. It may not be with them. It may be with somebody that they know. But I guarantee you the five people that you pick will be strategic in your next move. So if you're ready to play, play today. We'll see you on the next podcast. Thanks for tuning in to the Visible Coaches podcast. If you've ever felt the pressure to market yourself in ways that don't align with your true nature, this podcast is your sanctuary. If you've enjoyed what you've heard so far, make sure to subscribe to the Visible Coaches podcast on your favorite platform. And we would really be grateful if you could leave us a review. Your feedback means the world to us and it helps us reach more introverted coaches like you. To grab this episode's free resource, visit thevisiblecoachespodcast.com now. That's thevisiblecoachespodcast.com. Let's continue to embrace our introverted strength, create meaningful connections, and make waves in the coaching world. Until next time.